UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, Howling in the Street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. And I'll hit my intro, and there's a podcast. Uh, remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. That really helps with the algorithm. I have an amazing guest back with, or not back with me today for the first time. This was highly, she came highly recommended by you guys. And then I got into her stuff and she just, her and her husband are doing amazing things for um, side children or what we would call star children or what she calls new earth children. And who I'm talking about is Sherry Gibban. Um, Sherry is the founder of the Artemis Collective. She's an intuitive transformational uh, energy healer. She has a wellness center in Bethesda, Maryland called Intuitive Wellness. She is the author of Intuitive Transformation Evolution, Divinely Guided, in the children's book series, Divinely Guided Children. Sherry began her journey working with animals. She became a registered veterinary technician and worked with animals in dental practice, surgery, and intensive care at the zoo for almost 20 years in her professional career. She felt a deep connection to animals since a young child. She wanted to learn Reiki, energy initially, healing, and to help animals heal from surgery and illness. Little did she know that learning Reiki would serve her far greater purpose. She then transitioned to working with people after having a spiritual awakening for other clients on a quantum and multidimensional level of soul. Over the past five years, Sherry has focused her practice on guiding and representing New Earth children to acclimate to this planet's energy field, as well as guiding and coaching parents on how to raise spirit, spirited children. Sherry has a passion for teaching children and how to explore and understand their spiritual gifts and facilitating the future education with the New Earth Awakening and Ascension Timeline. And as I said, she launched a nonprofit in 2022 called the Aram Collective, and it's focused on creating in-person learning centers worldwide as a well-providing of, of abundance resources of books, movies, and documentaries, virtuality platforms for children. And I want to give her a big warm welcome to the show. Sherry, thank you for joining me. How are you? Wow. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be here. And hi to everybody watching. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I'm just so happy for that your channel's kind of blowing up and you're getting the credit you deserve. Like, I really love what you're doing working with children. Like, I, one of the m m part of my uh, page title is Psy. You know, I like to talk about Psy. I like to talk about UFOs, paranormal, and Psy. And you, you have not just a Psy gift, but you work with Psy children. Like, how did you like start working with psychically gifted children? Yeah, that's a really good question. So my journey has always kind of led me on certain paths that I never really, 
you know, planned ahead of time, you know, it's very organic, very authentic. And so when I transitioned from working with animals to people, I was working with, with adults, you know, of all ages and, and, and some elderly. And when I started working with a lot more parents, uh, it seemed like I was attracting a lot of the parents um, and I started working with their children. So they asked me to work with their children. And what happened was I would do just basic intuitive energy healing sessions with the children. Not much, not very specific. Um, and then I started seeing more um, what I call labeled children. I don't like to use labels. Um, so the labeled children and on the spectrum and things like that. And they were not, a lot of them were nonverbal. So the parents would come to me asking me to give them a message from their child because I could speak with them on a, on a higher consciousness level and give them messages. And so that kind of morphed yeah. to me speaking with, I think I got a lot of referrals that way. And the next thing you know, I was tapping into their energetic and spiritual gifts and it helped me connect the dots because I don't, um, it wasn't like I sought out to work with the labeled children and the nonverbal children. It kind of happened organically. And I started to notice an energetic connection between these children that were being falsely labeled and why, what was the reason behind it energetically? What were they telling me was going on? And it was like groundbreaking information. And I thought people need to know about this. And so uh, a lot of my studies went to that kind of that arena and helping parents work through the challenges of, of raising spirited uh, children who are, are psychic are also coming in that have had very few lives. So they're having a lot of challenges here. Uh, they don't know, they don't fit in with the other children. So there's a whole, you know, list of things that parents would come for me to help them with and help their child acclimate. But a lot of times these children just wanted someone to talk to, you know, that could understand where they were coming from, what their challenges uh, have been and kind of facilitate uh, different ideas and, and um, ways I could help them. Uh, and that kind of turned into uh, schooling. Um, I never meant to create an educational platform. <laughs> that wasn't my thing. I'm not an educator. Uh, if anything, I, I'm more science-based. I love animals and, and I was a nurse for a long time. I'm, I've since retired. And then I got into energy medicine and I'm very spiritual. So what I, would, what I wanted to do was create a spiritual center for children where I used to live in Maryland. And uh, it didn't work out that way. And it kind of blossomed into something much bigger. And parents contacted me from all over the world because they saw me on different podcasts and said, we need one of these spiritual centers in my country, in my state. Uh, are you going to bring one here? And at the time, my plan wasn't to do that. It was just to create one. But it, this, it just you know blossomed into something so much bigger. And I thought, well, clearly we need to do more of these and we need to expand it to more um, educational learning, but the education that the children should be learning, not the indoctrination that they are uh, programmed into from a young age. And so my work is to deprogram them and bring them out of that, out of the system. And we're creating a whole new, um, I don't even want to call it a system, a whole new opportunity for children to thrive in an environment where they are comfortable and it's more suited for their spiritual gifts. So there's a lot of different directions that that I've gone um, and continue to go, you know, every day. Yeah. One of the things I was going to ask you about was like your innate ability to kind of use your intuitiveness and like tap into children and I was guessing you probably have that ability with animals too. Now, do you, are you actually getting like messages from the children or 
can you kind of just feel what they're feeling or how, how does that work on a side level? If you don't mind me asking, I'd love to pick your brain about that. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so I, my communication did start with animals. <clears throat> so I did anim animal communication for many years. I did a little bit of mediumship as well. Um, and then I started communicating with the angelic realm. Then that, that was the next for me. Um, and I communicated uh, with my daughter before she was born. She came to me about a year or so before she, uh, I was even pregnant, told me who she was and that she would be coming in. And she taught me a lot of things. So I communicated with her telepathically to, to her soul, her, her, her higher self, her soul's essence. Um, so a lot of that was, uh, I guess, training for me to tap into my intuition. And, and it, you know, it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the more uh, stronger you get at it, you know, and it becomes easier and easier. So my spiritual gifts um, and my intuition have been with me for, for quite some time. But it wasn't until I had my own children that I really started to look at the world differently. And I started to pay attention to children more um, and because of my own children and, and I wanted to help my own. And so, of course, that led me to paying attention to all the other children. And I thought my children seemed quite unique. Um, and just my first son just blew me out of the water with the type of personality he had. I'd never seen anything like it before, which I could talk about more in a minute. Um, and that really made me pay attention more. I'm like, he's so different and he's so, you know, not like any of the other children that, that I've seen. But then I started noticing that a lot of the children in his, that were his classmates were, were similar to him. And it kind of just put me on this trajectory of connecting to, to them on a physical level um, by observation, but also it, it helped me tap into their higher self. So when I work with children now, it's a combination. So depending on if they're comfortable, um, and it has to do with their age and, you know, if, if they don't, a lot of them don't know me right away. So, um, what I do is I communicate with their higher self. So I go into kind of a relaxed state and I connect with their higher self telepathically. So in my sessions, probably 90% of the information that I get is through me communicating with them telepathically. And they will tell me their soul origin, how many lives they've had, why they're here, their exact journey, what they're here to do, why they chose their parents, how they're connected to their parents and their soul family, um, and what their journey is all about and why they're struggling. And, and so the, my second book, Divinely Guided, was a compilation of a lot of that information that I was getting in my sessions. And I was writing down pages and pages of notes and I was getting all of this information. And so probably in the last couple of years, when I work with these children, they start to tell me where they're from, what they've done before and why they're here. Now you can imagine after working with hundreds and hundreds of children and probably thousands of clients all over the world, I started to catalog a lot of information that seemingly wasn't connected. But when I started to connect the dots, I, I, I realized this is really valuable information that humanity needs to, to know about. So I always tell people, you know, I'm not a galactic informant. I am not uh, a truther or any of that. I don't claim to be any of that. I just, I get a lot of information through my sessions of children and adults. And then I reveal that information, of course, with their permission. And a lot of it, a lot of the times I'm vague. So I don't say exactly where I got the information from. I'll just say <clears throat> in a session with this, with a child, I got this, or in a session with this woman, I got this. And it's seeming it has helped so many people really start to understand 
where we are, where we've come from and where we're going as a collective. So a lot of the work that I do is telepathic. So I use all the clairs in order to do that clairvoyance, clairaudience, you know, all of those different sense. I tap into different senses. So I see, I hear, I get downloads, I get visions. Um, it's just different with everybody that I work with. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what, what what kind of psi abilities are you seeing most of the new Earth children or star children um, have right now? Like, um, are they a lot of them clairaudient or a lot of them have ESP or can some of them bend spoons or can some of them um, move things with their mind? I mean, I think this is all possible. And I, I mean, people have proved it's all it's all like, you know, different variations of psi. But like, I'm guessing you witnessed most of this to a certain degree, if not all of it. Right. Yeah, I would say less of the physical stuff right now. So the telekinesis and, you know, bending of the spoons, I mean, that's all great. Um, but really what they're coming in with is their memories and their knowledge. And that to me, that's the most important thing. So they're coming in with their wisdom and they're here to share. They're here to break down paradigms. They're here to be different. They're here to wake parents up. They're here to wake up their community, their peers and help people reestablish their own connection with their intuition so that we are empowered. Because right now, this is a war of a spiritual war of, of our consciousness and our knowledge and our innate abilities that we all have. They've just been they're dormant for various reasons. And that's a whole nother show. Um, but these children are coming in with that knowledge. They're coming in with their innate knowing. They're telling their parents they mem they remember their past lives. And this is why I'm here. And they see the, the dark energies. Um, and they uh, relay that information. Tell me what they look like. They they are being attacked psychically, um, but they're here to make big changes and help shift the trajectory of humanity. And they are warriors. They are strong. They are vibrant and they are uh, very spirited. So some of them can come across very, uh, very stubborn, very headstrong. Um, but some of them are very lost too. So there's a huge spectrum of children that I work with and, and they all have their challenges depending on their age and their upbringing and how they've chosen to come in and what challenges that they are going through based on the parents, uh, the school structure and things like that. So there's, um, you know, there's a lot of different variables. That's, that's really interesting. Now, what I was going to ask you is a lot of parents can kind of be from the old guard or kind of like what I would call the old guard, like, or what, what we would probably like term as like old school ways of thinking. So when a parent has like a, a child, how do they deal with it? And like, how have they reacted to your work? Well, I would say that a majority of them, by the time they come to me, they're open. So they are either at their wits end, they are frustrated and they are looking for some solutions um, or guidance, or that they are those parents that went down the path of medication because they were pressured into it because of the system. Um, and they saw their child change right before their eyes and become a shell of themselves. They're very numb and not, not they lost their light essentially. And they cut. so they're coming to me with the, uh, with the question, I, what else can I do? I took them off these medications. Um, now, now what, um, things like that. So there, there are a lot of uh, reasons why people seek me out, but majority of them, by the time they find me, are, are open to this because they feel like um, they either have nothing else left to try or some of them are very open and they're, they're happy to find someone like me that is open to it as well so that, that we can work together and figure out what, what's best. But a lot of it has to do with timing. So a lot of these children have come here 
and I don't even like using the word children because that, that's just how we call them here, but they are their own individual souls. They are unique. They are wise beyond anything we've ever seen. They're very connected to their higher consciousness. So they are here to let us know what is wrong with the world. So many of them don't want to go into the school system. You know, they tell me that they see and feel and sense energetic grids around the school structures, which is, is has been placed there on purpose by uh, the powers that were in order to suppress and lower their vibrations. So they're more susceptible to programming and they lose their, their sense of self while they're there. And it, you know, the whole system is designed to lower the vibration of these, of these beings when they come through, because believe me, the dark ones know the powers that were know that when they're here because their light and their essence and their soul signature is quite different than what we've seen before. And so they will do everything they can to suppress them from the from the moment they're born, even while they're in the womb um, and throughout their life. So that by the time they are 18, let's say, and they are walking into the adult world and our reality, they are lost and they don't know who they are. They've lost their sense of self. They've lost their divinity. They've lost all of that and they have no direction. And so they they go into the workforce and they are um they are different than the previous generations because like you said before a lot of a lot of us have been in the system for generations so we are taught what our parents were taught and and what they were taught and so on so it's this repetitive programming that we have have seen so a lot of the times when we see something we want to break a habit we want to break you know we'll have a child say well mom or dad or grandma grandpa why 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 do we have to do it this way and tradi in the traditional responses, because I said so, or because that's how we've always done it, or that's, you know, and, and no fault of the parent, grandparent, or caregiver. They're just working with the energy and the knowledge that, that has been passed down from them. Doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong. It's just what they're, what the tools they have to work with. These children are coming in and saying, no, this is not right. And they're here to, they're trying to pair themselves with parents that are at least have the ability to be open to the idea of change. And if not the parents, it's the grandparents that are in their lineage that maybe they have access to and the grandparents are helping them. And it's all about seeding the uh, the sleepers, you know, a lot of our a lot of our our uh, previous generations that have just been so programmed, so suppressed, they've lost their their power and they follow the directions that they've been given, the program. They're very programmed. And the children come in and they're not programmed and they are speaking out about it. And this is how we make change. This is amazing. Now, do you, do you I'm sorry, I was going to say, do you think this is the future? Like, do you think this should be implemented in, or, or do you think we should kind of do away with the old system and kind of, or find a way to maybe mix the two and implement what you're doing into our modern school system? But like you said, there's already an energy grid around the old school system, so it's not right. So how do we kind of still give people an education? But then it's like, when I think about it, like I don't even use anything I learned in school anyway. You know what I mean? I don't even know what that's for. It seems like it's just all indoctrination. So I guess, do you know where I'm trying to go with that? Like, it's like, do we still need an education? And and um, do you think this is also the future? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't think I can yeah, kind of work. Yeah. No, that's that's an important question. And that's what where, where we're at. I, I believe and what I'm seeing in my sessions and, and clearly out, it, it, everyone can see it as well, 
we're seeing a systematic breakdown of all of the systems, all of them, all the paradigms are breaking down. It doesn't matter what direction you're looking at, whether it's politics, medicine and, and health, <clears throat> education, uh, conservation. I mean, all of it, all of the elements are breaking down because I believe that all the systems need to break down because they're all fundamentally um, from, uh, infiltrated with the dark. So that being said, how do we move forward from here with new energy? Uh, and that's what the children are here. They're innovators, they're architects, they're engineers. Uh, they come in with a new mindset, with a new frequency. They come in with their light. And I'm not saying that they're the only saviors. There's no such thing as saviors. We're all part of this process. So a lot of the adults all over the world are waking you and me and everybody watching this. We're all going to, we are all going through our own awakenings, our own process of finding our true sense of self and becoming empowered and tapping into our innate knowing of what is right and what is wrong and recognizing that we don't align with these systems anymore. So it's a collection. It's not just the children, it's, it's us as well. And as we do that and we break that down, I do believe that a majority of the, of the schools, um, I, I use quotes because you know schools is just an, a, an anagram of louche, which is what they use to uh, siphon the energy and the light from our children. So we have to change the vocabulary as well, which is what I'm trying to create. So what I am creating, so Aramis Creative Learning Center doesn't use the word school. We don't have teachers, we have mentors. You know, we have to, we have to shift the energy and the entire trajectory of the education system because they still need to learn, but they need to learn in an environment where number one, they come first, where they are surrounded by uh, adults and other and facilitators and mentors and ambassadors that align with their highest good only. And it's a collection of highest good. What is, what is of the highest good of humanity moving forward? So children should teach other children. Young children can still teach older children something. Mentors are there to assist and guide, but we need to teach them the fundamentals of what it means to be a human being here on earth, but also recognize that we have an energy body. There's a spiritual component to that. And so the foundation of the classes that that we offer now virtually are of the of, of that. You know, what is energy? What are angels? What is a spirit? What is a light body? What is an auric field? What are chakras? You know, so it's very energetic. What how to tap into the earth elements, um, how to connect with the earth, how to ground yourself, um, how to. But then there's very practical how to cook, how to how to farm. How do you how do you grow your own food? Do you actually know where the food comes from? You know, uh, increase, um, introduce more of an intuitive diet to children so that they are part of the process of, of not only farming and, gar and gardening, um, but, the, but re recognizing what their body needs in order to thrive and being a part of, of their, of their uh, um, nutritional education. Um, and then there's practical, you know, so it, it's, uh, you know, engineering. Um, spiritual science, math that makes sense. So children shouldn't children shouldn't be in school eight six to eight hours a day being told and fed spoon fed what they need to learn and put on a platform where they compete with each other, where there's testing involved, where there's grades, there's too much pressure. Also, that what the 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 states can compete with each other with the best testing. Uh, standardized testing so that they get the money in. It's it's a completely broken system. And you're right, the children are stressed out. At a way too young of an age, uh, they they are competing with their peers. They're not enjoying themselves, and they don't retain any information. So it's all about memorization. So they go home, and maybe they go on. We just finished, you know, our winter break. They come back, 
and they don't remember anything. They don't remember because they're not enjoying what they're learning. It's nothing important. They're not learning anything of value, of, of substance. So if we take that format out completely and we we put them in an environment where they're learning things that that are important and they recognize, oh, I need to know this, but we're learning in a very fun way where they get to, uh, it, it's not about lectures. It's about hands-on, hands-on learning, being outside in, in, in the fields, not in fluorescent prison buildings with fluorescent lighting. Uh, it, it's, it's absurd how they, that, how they treat our children and what they feed our children in the schools. So it's about creating an environment where they're outdoors. They're out in the fields with animals. Um, they're learning about their health. They're learning about energy and how to heal themselves, how to communicate with animals, how to communicate with the astral realm in a safe way, how, well, how to utilize crystals, how to tap and uh, manage emotional trauma and, and, um, release trapped emotions. Um, there are no, so what I'm creating, there's no testing. There's no competition. Um, it's all about a, a holistic and alternative approach to learning that children will want to participate in. And I believe that that is the future of education. Just like I believe there's a future of medicine and holistic health. I believe there's a future of, of po po uh, politics, but it won't be that. I don't think we'll use that word. There's a future for everything. And I just so happen to be, I think, a pioneer in the children and educational movement, which is why I understand these starseed children very well. I have three of my own and I recognize what's wrong with the system so I can help be part of the rebuild of something new, something better for them, because it's all about them. It's not about me. It's not about the, the principles. It's not about money. It's not about control. It's about what do these children need so that they can thrive, so that they can grow up in an environment where they feel secure, they feel heard, recognized, but also they're empowered and they thrive and they walk into the world like, yes, they're beautiful butterflies and they can just do anything that they put their mind to, as opposed to constantly being belittled and put down and put and being labeled and saying that, that there's something wrong with them when there isn't, being medicated, being ostracized. I mean, there's so many things that, that is wrong with the system, how it is. It needs to crumble and needs to be reset. And I believe that I, as many, are part of that, that, uh, you know, that rebuild. I agree. And, uh, you know, you, we hear, I listen to a lot of podcasts and you hear people talk about like, we need to build our own positive timeline. Well, this is kind of how we build our own positive timeline. And we set up the future for our kids, our grandkids, their kids, um, so the future looks a lot brighter than kind of like what we grew up with. And, um, right. Is that kind of where you're going with this? Yeah, because, you know, a lot of the narrative, I believe that's being portrayed over the last few years with all of the negativity is, you know, sit and wait or, or the savior complex, you know, and, and, or this, this big flash that will come through and save us all, or, you know, all the stories of ships coming down and rescuing us and taking us somewhat someplace else. I mean, there's all these different different versions of, of, of what's going to happen. Um, and I just I resonate more or align more with, OK, how can we make this earth? Because the earth is beautiful. It's a beautiful place to be. I don't think that many of us are going anywhere. I think that we are healing. This is our home for right now. And we are rebuilding the the our, our own communities and we need to co-create and work together and um, enough with this competition, enough with the savior complex, enough fighting with each other 
um, you know, this side is better than the other side or this person versus this person is going to save us. Like, I don't buy into that narrative. I believe that if we all focus on the positive and what we want to create instead of marinating ourselves and what's not working and our fear, then that's that's how we we uh, keep the negative timeline going as long as as long as we focus on it. So if we co-create and build the world that we want, I mean, I'm just one person from California, you know, uh, in my 40s with three children, like you think to yourself, what can one person really do? But I've done, you know, I don't give up and I'm not going to give up. And I've done a lot, just one person. But it's all about me. It's about building the momentum behind it, the energy behind it, because once more people put their energy behind something and say, oh, I really like that, then people will start to do it themselves. But also they will start to co-create something beautiful. And I think that's where we are right now. And and we're we are tapping into that knowledge, that wisdom of what things could be like or have been like before. And people are having enough are, are done with the old system and are really craving something new. And so it's all about visualization. It's all about intention. It's all about manifestation because where we are going is a quantum field of energy where the possibilities are infinite. And I believe that the way we tap into that is through our power and saying, this is what I want and this is what I'm doing. And that's it. There is no room for anything else. I I agree. Now, if parents are born with these children, what advice would you give them? And then how do they show support for these children? Yeah. So there are a lot of different ways we can go with this. Uh, and the thing about it is, is we have to, number one, as a parent, any parent watching this, recognize two things. Your child likely is more involved than you and has more life experience. Um, their consciousness is, is much more expanded and they're coming in here to teach you something. So sometimes we have to shift the roles around and stop looking at our child as this vulnerable being that we are in charge of and they're our property because they're not our property. We are their guardians and we chose to bring them forward in the physical sense by birthing them, by parenting them. But really our, our role is to nurture them, keep them safe and create boundaries, but allow them to be themselves and listen. If we listen to what they have to say, you'd be surprised the wisdom that comes out of them. But how do you navigate that in this 3D reality Um, can be quite challenging because they're very spirited. So what I tell people is get to know your child one-on-one. If you have more than one, they're all different and they need to be parented differently. And this is what I talk about in my second book, The Divinely Guided, that I mentioned, is recognizing the characteristics of your child and then we parent them accordingly. So not there's no one size fits all approach. So some what works for one of your children may not work for the other. So it's all about getting to know the individual unique characteristics of each one of your of your children and then parenting them. And you know, this is exhausting and I could I already can see some of the eye rolls of people watching this like that's ridiculous but remember you're tapping into the old system of do what i said because i said so or you spank their their uh their willpower out of them you know and and they're here and they're imaginative and they have so much to create that their their challenge is coming in here and being a child the number one thing that i get from children that i that i speak to whether it's in person face to face or through their higher self 
is they don't like to be children. They don't like to be belittled. They don't like the limitations of being a child. It's very difficult to be a child. Imagine being this very intelligent, high vibrational wisdom, full of wisdom being that probably has already ascended somewhere else. Coming here to this 3D world and being put in this flesh suit of just emotions, density, limitations, inability to tap into a lot of your psychic gifts because we come in and in this 3D physical body, a lot of us lose that, lose our sense of knowing, lose all of that, how frustrating that must be to navigate through. So no wonder children cry so much. No wonder they they are uh, they have behavioral issues because they are they don't want to be children. They want to be older than than they are. They have so much wisdom, but no one takes them serious. Nobody will ever sit down on their level and talk to them like a normal person, one to one, with respect, um, with a clean slate of what what is it that you have to teach me? Because uh, unfortunately, and I've been there, parents are. Um, they're, we're stressed out and we're busy, right? You know, we have our we have to pay our bills and we need to work. And again, that's the design of the system. Keep the parents busy so we can indoctrinate the children. We can separate the two of them. And the parents are so tired and so at their wits end with life that they don't have the time to, the, the time it takes and the energy it takes to really uh, facilitate an environment that these children can thrive in. And believe me, I'm, I'm there with everybody. So there are moments that are easy and then there are moments that are harder. But it's all about empowering them and giving them choices, you know, allowing them to choose with, within, a, within a, uh, a platform or a, what's the word I'm trying to think of? You know, give them choices within the, uh, the confines that you're okay with. So they feel like they are older than they are. You know what I mean? Like give them an opportunity to choose what they want to eat for dinner. Um, you give them three or four choices that you know you can do, and then they get to choose which one. Give them three or four, out, two outfits to choose from. They get to choose which one. What activity do you want to do? You choose two or three that you know you're able to do, and then let them choose the one they want. It's all about empowering them and listening to them and allowing them to be themselves and not getting caught up in the labels. I, I have been told that by 2030, there will be no more labels used on this planet anymore. That was a that was a that was part of the dark agenda to label these children because they know how bright they are so the autism spectrum the adhd the dyslexia all the horrible things that they call these children are actual actually majority of the time spiritual gifts yes some of them are from the electromagnetic frequencies the these things and other things that they also purposely designed to suppress their vibration cause health conditions. <clears throat> but many of them are also struggling from a high frequency, a lot of energy in these bodies. And the bodies kind of short circuit is how it's been explained to me, where they almost short circuit in a way that the, they have trouble functioning. And they don't resonate with the way we do things here. They don't like our language because they don't want to speak the curses that the language was designed. I mean, a lot of the words that we use uh, can summon dark entities. They know that they don't want to use our language. So they don't speak. Yes. They come in. Exactly. They come in and they're like, I've had children say, I'm not going to say that. I don't want to speak your language because you have no idea what you guys are doing when you say these words and telling a parent that is, you know, mo well, luckily the ones that I've worked with, they said they understand. And it wasn't a surprise to them at all. But imagine telling somebody randomly on the street that, you know, that's not into this, they would 
say Sherry's absolutely insane, but they don't want to speak our language. So they're encouraging us to connect heart to heart through telepathy, through energetic means of communication, because it's not limiting and there are no, um, you know, energetic bounds to that, that can summon dark entities and things like that. So they're here to kind of help us transition into a whole new way of living. Um, and some of us are ready and then many of us are, are not. And that's the challenge that we're in right now is uh, there seems to be a clear divide of those that are in the old system and like it and want it to stay that way. And parents that recognize that their children are different and unique, but it's in it for a positive reason and are ready and willing to cater to that and nurture that and move forward um, any way that they can. And there's kind of this divide, but I feel like there's a divide with many systems right now. And you can probably imagine what those are without us having to get into them. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, it it kind of makes me wonder, like, what's going to happen in our society? I, I wonder if we're just going to have, like, a break-off where some people are going to go one way and, and other people are going to go another. And this brings up my last question to you, is, is like, it, it kind of deals right into that. It's like ascension. Like, do you believe that we are ascending, that, like, that, like the people in our community that are into this and that, like, put in the spiritual work, like, are maybe and then are raising our consciousness and raising our frequency or possibly ascending? And what do the star kids say about ascension? <clears throat> yeah, good question. Uh, the answer is yes. Um, I have been told, and listen, the reason that I remain so positive and I continuously say the same thing when I do interviews and presentations and, and workshops is these children, many of whom refuse to come up until this point because they know how corrupt this third density uh, matrix really is, this convoluted non-free will environment that we believe that we have free will, which we don't in this environment, they wouldn't come because they know it's not safe. They haven't come. But because we are on the Ascension timeline, children or beings from other, other planets, whether or whether they're from Andromeda, Pleiades, uh, whether they're from Alpha Centauri, I mean, it doesn't matter where they're from. They come from all over. They wouldn't come here if it wasn't time, if we weren't ready. And they, don't, they wouldn't continue to come. And in, in year after year, around 2012 is when I what, what I was told was the pivotal marking point of them starting to come in. And 2019, a really big portal opened up where our we had we had reached a, a level of consciousness collectively, individually and collectively, where we started upgrading. So it's important to, to recognize also that our physical bodies have not been able to withstand the energy needed for these beings to come through because they're so high frequency, too much light. So that much light coming into our physical bodies, that's why a lot of these children have health issues, seizures, things like that, because their body can't withstand the frequency. So Dolores Cannon talks about the three waves of volunteers that have come in. So there have been pioneers that have come in as volunteers willing to come in and, and yield this transition to bring in more light to the planet. So the more these star seeds have come in and raised the vibration of the planet, our density starts to shift and our physical bodies start to change. And now we can bring in more beings with more light. You see, it's 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 a it's a process, it's a shift that, that has occurred for, for quite some time now. We have finally reached a point, a pivotal point, where we have upgraded so much 
even though it may not seem like it to many, but we have where many of these beings can come in and integrate with this physical body as we continue to change and they integrate over the first couple of months, even years of their life in order to allow their physical body to integrate with their energy slowly. But they wouldn't do that if they didn't feel it was safe and it wasn't time. So I believe that we are on an ascension path. We are evolving. We are transmuting light. We are shifting our energy, what we call it the great awakening, whatever you want to call it. There are a lot, of, I think we get too hung up on this planet as human beings with words and the meaning behind it. And it charges people and triggers people. So just we are the ascension, whatever that looks like and what, however that feels to, to those watching is probably right and it resonates with you, um, is your truth. Uh, now, where people are going to go, I don't have the answer to that. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know what's going to happen to those people that aren't ready. I do know for a fact that there have been a lot of them that have crossed over and that will continue to, and meaning they won't make it. Um, but I don't think it's nearly as large of a percentage as many have said, but again, I don't know that for sure. And where they go, I don't know. There are a lot of theories, but I'm not going to talk about something that I don't have the answer to. So I try to focus on what's happening here um, in the now moment and what we can do to bring in more people, as many people as possible. And our children are doing that for us. Even if you're watching this and you don't have children and you're like, oh, I don't care about children, they're still affecting you in a positive way. They are still anchoring their energy into this planet, helping us shift into a higher density, regardless of if you had a child if you have a child or not, they're helping us. Yeah, it's like it's it's like we help them now, and then they help us when we're older. It's like a it's like an energy exchange. It's like it's like you know like we help them now, nurture them so they can grow and and create a new society for us. And then when we're we're gonna look towards those people when we're older, and we can't, you know, if if that's kind of what the way things happen, you know. I I, I have one more question for you. I I just wanted to get like there's a lot of. Okay, like crystals, indigos, rainbows, star children. What's the difference? I'm just about the same age as you. I'm 42. So, like, what would I be considered? Would I be considered an indigo, or is there? Or am I like, and then like, what is a rainbow? What's a like? How, is it going to go by age, or does it go by? I'm just confused. I was wondering yeah. if you know about that. And again, this is going to be my interpretation. There's never a hundred percent no one has the 100% right or wrong answer, but I'm going to give you my interpretation, my explanation of it. It does have to do with age, but it also doesn't. Because remember, regardless of what, what group you come in as or what characteristics or, or which one of those that you talked about, which one you are, there are always pioneers that come in way ahead. And there are, and then there's generally a, a large group that come in together, which is the average. And then there are some that come in later. Okay, but to give you kind of a broad spectrum view, indigos would be uh, our, our age. So indigos are essentially the third wave, uh, the second into the third wave. So basically what I mean by that is they're in their 30s to even as up to 60s right now. Okay, so okay. they're 30s, 40s, 50s, 30s, 40s and 50s are the biggest chunk. But then there are some in their 60s, and then there are some pioneers in their 70s. Um, I wouldn't say too many indigos are coming in anymore. So that that's pretty much stopped in the 30s. Now, we have crystal children that tend to be in their 20s, even 30s, and the teens. 
But again, they can be coming in now um, and they could have also been much older, but a chunk of them are going to be teens, 20s and into 30s. Crystals, which is what my son is, um, he's 18, about to be 18. They are the most loving they come in in the love vibration. The whole purpose of, so indigos come in and we are kind of the pioneers at that time to, of spirituality, to, to break away from the religion and doct, religious indoctrination, to start to notice the, the things that there's not, there's more to this world than we actually see, to start to just, the, our awareness is different. Uh, we don't buy into the narrative. We're not bullied as easily. We're not programmable as, as, as some of the previous generations. We come in more spiritual or more open, um, things like that. A lot of the indigos come in and have children that are the crystals, rainbows, and stars. So the crystal come in on the love vibration, meaning they remind humanity what love is and what it feels like, because we've lost that. We're so, this society, this, this world, this matrix is so driven in fear and competition, power, ego, right? The egocentric um, negative aspect of ourselves because we need an ego. Ego is good too, but they pull us into that fear, egocentric um, competition-based uh, uh, mentality. And that draws a lot of negative energy. It lowers your vibration. So crystals come in in a very high frequency. They are the most loving, kind people you've ever met. They get along with everybody. They don't like confrontation. They are just genuinely kind, good-hearted people. Um, they might be struggling a little bit to find their way if they're adults because this world is a little bit too harsh for them. They may be labeled super sensitive where they cry really easily because they don't like conflict. They don't want to hurt other people. They, they're so empathic that it almost hurts them. Um, they love animals. They love crystals. They they love everybody. They're very compassionate people. They're very, and they're here to spread that so that we find love again. We find we find that energy, that frequency of love. Um, and I don't just mean romantic love. I just mean loving each other um, in a very platonic way, a very respectful way. And then we have the star children that come relatively after that. But again, they can be pioneers, so they can be much older. They can be younger, but mo predominantly, they're going to be um, ten to uh, ten through late twenties, and they are more um, extraterrestrial in the sense that they are into technology. They're a little bit more analytical. Um, they're still compassionate, and empathetic, and empathic, but they are they they're very brainiacs you know they they're here to be the innovators the engineers of the new world so the crystals open everyone's heart and make us shift our help us shift our frequency the stars come in and they help us rebuild the world they break paradigms and they rebuild them they're 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 very pivotal in our world right now because they're helping us break down the system the crystals recognize that the system's broken but they're so they're, they're, they're a little softer, so they are having a tr trouble finding their way, the adults, the, the older ones. They're having trouble finding a job that they like. They don't want to be in school because they don't resonate with what they're learning. They're, they're just kind of lost in the world, the older ones right now, because they're in between two worlds. They're in between the old and the new. They're the pioneers of that movement, whereas the stars come in, they're a little bit more stubborn, they're wise, they're more intellectual, and they're the entrepreneurs, and they're going to get stuff done. Um, 
and they're still loving and compassionate. And then we have the rainbows who come in and they are the young ones. They're still being born and they're probably up until 10, you know, so there's less of them right now, but they are strong-willed. They're stubborn. They're the spirited ones that everyone talks about. They're psychic. They know they, they just tap into all of their senses. They remember their past lives. They are just a combination almost of indigo, the best of the indigos, crystals, stars. You put them all together. That's a rainbow. So they're a force of nature. They are just something like we've never seen. They're extraordinary. Um, and then we even have a category after that called the divine. And they started coming in in 2019 to 2023. This is the last year that they're coming through. And they are what the rainbows were times 100 as far as their abilities. They don't come in with the veil of forgetfulness. Their chakras are different. They remember everything. They can heal themselves. They can heal others. They are highly psychic, highly intuitive. They are uncorruptible. There is no energy on this planet that can attach to them uh, in, a, in a negative way. Uh, they, they could be this all day long. It wouldn't affect them. The food doesn't affect them. They, they're just completely different. So th that's kind of a really very brief kind of synopsis of all of them. That's amazing. I've never had somebody explain. I mean, I've had Mary Rodwell on the show and she's done a little bit of explaining, but that really gave me a in-depth breakdown of that. That makes me understand it a lot better. Um, I'm done. I don't have any more questions for you. Is there anything else you want to cover before we finish up today? Um, I think that the most important thing right now, whether you're a parent watching this and you're in, and you are looking for advice on raising your children, or you're just looking for, guidance as far as this ascension and, and navigating through this narrative right now. Um, I think that the the guidance would be the same. It's all about finding your sense of, of self, um, reconnecting with yourself, going within, not buying into the drama of who is fighting with whom and what's happening on the television um, and just finding your sense of self, cutting out distractions, creating boundaries around yourself and, and paying attention to who you hang out with, who you're listening to, what you using your discernment is key right now. Even with me listening to whoever you're listening to, you know, listen through your heart center and recognize if what that person's saying resonates with you. And if it doesn't, don't listen to them. Be careful with the music that you're listening to. There's a lot of negative intertwined coding and, and low frequency embedded into the music that we hear these days on the radio. Be careful what you listen to there. It's, it's really targeting the children, but uh, the adults as well. Be careful what food you're eating um, because we need to, to, to ensure that our vessel, our physical bodies uh, can withstand the frequencies and all the changing that's occurring. You know, we're all having Ascension symptoms. So we have to try our best to, um, be open to it and not fight it. Don't fight it. You know, if you're getting headaches or you're dizzy or you're, you're getting stomach aches or you're feeling buzzing. I mean, there's so many different Ascension symptoms. Are you bloated? Um, are your feet swelling up? Are your ears ringing? Are you getting, are you getting blurred vision, bloody noses? I mean, there's a, now I'm not saying I'm not a doctor, so I'm not saying don't get medical advice, but a, probably most of you are experiencing Ascension symptoms. Don't fight it. Uh, but do whatever you, the best you can to ground yourself to the earth, because regardless of where any of us are from right now, we are human in a human form on this earth. 
and the earth is here to heal us. So connect to the earth, ground yourself, go outside, use crystals, breathe fresh air, connect with nature, connect with animals, connect to the children, everything that you can do to help yourself navigate through uh, these challenging times. But know that what we project and what we put out in our thoughts are equally as important. So focus on the positive, focus on what you want to create, focus on the life that you want as opposed to the life that you don't want. And we can all change as we co-create together and stop fighting with each other, you know, just um, move forward in, in as much harmony and peace as possible because uh, that's what they don't want us to know. You know, they want us to fight with each other. They want us to hate each other. They want us to compete with each other. And if we stop, then they lose. And it's really all very, about. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, that, that that makes that's that's very well said. And and um, if, I was going to just say if you could tell everybody where to find you, your websites and your books. And thank you so much. This was amazing, by the way. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, and thank you to everybody watching. Hopefully, <clears throat> this was helpful. Um, you can find me. Um, the Aramis Creative Learning .com is the website for the children. Hopefully, you could put it in the description. Um, yeah, I'm also, okay. I also have my own website where I work with adults. It's intuitivewellnesscenter.com. Um, the, the Aramis Creative Learning Center website has virtual classes for children and adults. Um, we also, I also have an animation cartoon series called Divinely Guided. If you go to my YouTube page, which is just under my name, um, I have, it, I have all the Divinely Guided Children cartoons. So those are, um, beautiful, short, animated films that children can watch to uh, which showcases the types of things that I believe that they should be learning. Uh, we also have children's books. Uh, so I have six children's books on top of the two that I've written. Um, they're all available on Amazon. So those are the those are the main ways people can reach reach me. We also have the Aramis Collective, which is our nonprofit. And that is um, to facilitate a lot of the things that we're doing with the cartoons and animation and to open our first physical location here in Florida. So any donations are always welcome um, to help us uh, fund a lot of the of the work that we're doing. That's amazing. And uh, the, the chat's just saying how much they love you. Know, they love your information. So this went over really well. Thank you so much, Sherry. And we'll have yeah. to do it again. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was nice to see everybody. All right. And uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And have a good night, everybody. Uh, all right.